So, man, just there's so much to be thankful for. You just have to look around. You just have to focus on it and find it. And then when you do, make sure you're living that life where, where it's showing how thankful you are. Put everything you got into what you're doing. Care for those around you. Make this world a better place and just watch your life take off. If you can adopt that attitude every day, you, you'll look out where you'll be in, in one week, one year, 10 years. Like the, the sky's the limit for you. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. What's up, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon, and my goal of this podcast is to bring on leaders in the world of athletics, coaching, entrepreneurship, and just life in general to try and motivate us all to be better. We shouldn't strive to be millionaires in terms of money, but by the millions of lives that we can impact. If you want to be a guest or have a guest idea that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review if you like this episode. Then head over to our social media and give us a follow on Instagram at Podcast, Twitter at RoughnecksPodC1, Facebook at Podcast, And then don't forget to subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel as well. As always, be sure to grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. Let's get into this week's episode. by saying thank you to everyone who purchased something in the last Roughnecks little mini sale that I did because everybody was asking me about shirts. So I made another sale. Um, It truly helps grow this podcast and improve the podcast. I'm beginning to work on something though. So your purchases are a lot easier. Stay tuned for that. The website may be coming. I'm not sure. I'm not going to say it is because everything, every time I usually say something it never goes the way I want it to, but I'm working on something. We'll see how it goes. But getting into today's episode, I have a pretty special guest and I'm super excited about this one. First, I want to give a quick shout out to Fankhauser, Owen Fankhauser. He was back on an episode way back in the beginning of this podcast. So be sure to check that episode out. But he connected me with this guest, but we're not going to dive too much into the introduction just yet. CJ Saunders, welcome to the Roughnecks podcast. How are we doing? I'm doing great, brother. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. The crazy thing is, we just kind of spoke about this is, you know, we don't know each other, but we grew up very fairly close to each other because you're from Dublin and I'm from Pataskla, which is for those of you who don't know, it's about a what 30 minute drive roughly, give or take. So, but you went to which Dublin did you actually go to? Yeah, I went to I graduated from Dublin Kaufman in 2015. They actually just had a really good season not too long ago, didn't they? Yeah, we usually we usually have been fortunate. We've had a lot of good teams in football um, over the year as well as other sports. But I know you're a football guy, and yeah, we've we've been able to we've been fortunate to have some really good teams, man. Yeah, but for anyone who doesn't happen to know who you are, which I mean, if you my I have a lot of Ohio listeners, and a lot of my listeners are Ohio State fans. So I like I told a few of my buddies are like who I had on, and they're like, no way, and I'm like. Yeah, I mean, I, I got the hookups, man. But so give us a background. Give the Roughnecks listeners a little gist of who you are. Yeah, so I, I, I graduated and grew up in Dublin, Ohio, uh, suburb of Columbus, um, and graduated in 2015, played, played football, basketball, and baseball. Um, ended up going to Ohio State, 
out of high school, not on scholarship, just as a student, thought I was done with sports. Uh, fast forward a year, um, I ended up getting getting asked to come join the team as a walk-on. Uh, did that and, and, and just kind of started my journey um, at Ohio State, really athletically there in my, my sophomore year. Uh, you know, worked hard, did what you need to do, and, and was playing corner when I started because we needed some roster, you know, got depth at that position. Um, I played receiver all growing up, so I uh, ended up getting switched uh, over to receiver there, you know, about a, a halfway into the year and was able to kind of make some plays and, and kind of start my uh, receiver career uh, there at Ohio State. Ended up earning a scholarship and, and then becoming a captain before our 2019 season, which was a pretty special season uh, that a lot of Ohio State fans remember. I'm, I'm still upset, I'm sure, as, as, as a lot of fans are that we didn't, we didn't get it done that year, but still a lot to be proud of, man. And and uh, finished my career there. I ended up uh, suffering an injury. It was, it was unfortunately out that whole year of 2019. And we, we applied to try to get a medical just for whatever reason. It didn't go through. So so last year was kind of obviously with COVID, but uh, everything was thrown off in general. But for me personally, it was also a weird year because I was hoping to have aspirations to play at the next level and play in the NFL and, you know, kind of didn't get that last shot to put stuff on film and show scouts and, and teams what I could do. Uh, so I, I ended up staying on for the 2020 season as, as kind of a assistant to the receivers, similar to what a, a graduate assistant would do, just just uh, um, in a little bit different capacity. Uh, knew my plan was, you know, I want to get back in shape, um, see if I can, you know, continue to chase this dream. So after our season, we, we you know, we played Alabama in the national championship. I started training full time, getting ready for pro day, uh, was able to have some successful pro day um you know, sessions and workouts with teams and, and uh, ended up getting signed there at the beginning of June with the uh, Carolina Panthers. So I'm uh, getting ready to, you know, in a, in a week or so to get back down there to Charlotte and get ready for training camp. But that's kind of my story in, in a brief, in a brief overview, man. Yeah. We're going to dive way into that throughout this podcast. Cause that's what I want to discuss is your journey. And like I said, I'm an Ohio state fan. My friends are Ohio state fans, but you followed a path that was a little different than most people like when they think of you know somebody that gets signed by the NFL you know they think oh you know that you're this stud out of high school and then you get you know you play a couple years maybe you play four years and then you get drafted but you know you went through a lot of adversity throughout your career you had a lot of different things happen and but you ended up getting to that goal and you still have a lot to go I'm assuming for what I hope for your goals but you are truly like somebody that shows that grit so, like, let's just start at the very beginning, that decision to go to Ohio State. What ultimately made you go to Ohio State? Yeah, so like I said, my, my, my story is weird in that the sense that I, I really – I wasn't recruited as even a preferred walk-on. I wasn't a scholarship player. I was a decent, you know, good high school player, but nothing like you said, not that three, four, five-star guy that's getting heavily recruited. So, um, I love sports. I loved everything about it uh, and, and just the way that, that, that my, you know – high school careers ended up there just wasn't there didn't seem to be any offers on the table that I was you know seriously considering taking so then it looked okay where would I want to go to school you know having having that approach of education and, and you know how, how close to home do I want to be uh, went on a couple of visits just as a student Ohio State was that spot for me I knew this is where I want to go and then obviously looking back now it was clear that you know God wanted me there for a reason because then not too long you know about midway through my freshman year where I was just you know taking classes and hanging out with friends and going out and doing whatever, which is fine. And then it just, that, that kind of all changed when, when coach Fickle reached out to me at the time, who's obviously now with the, with Cincinnati, but 
said, hey, you want to come be a part of the team? And and I said, yeah, let's do it. Can't, you know, can't get much better than joining uh, the Ohio State Buckeye football team. There's not many better programs in all of sports than that. So it was an easy decision. And then that kind of got me back into the sense of chasing something athletically. Because as you know, and I'm sure you're starting to see, uh, and I've taught, you know, everybody I've talked to, once, once you get out of sports, it's like, it's obviously you can still, you, you have tremendous, you know, goals and, and you can have a tremendous life, but it's just different the way you, the way you view that competitive nature and how do you get that, that feeling that you got from sports and being a part of a team, it can be tough for people right out, especially, but um, you know, that made it easy. I was getting back into sports and I was kind of like, Hey, this is this, you, you know, I've seen what it's like now for a semester to not be a part of a team, but let's go do this. Let's go buy in. Let's go help the team however you can. And, and so, yeah, it just kind of, that's kind of how the chips fell at Ohio state. And then from there, you know, it just took off. Oh, I feel it. Like once you, that's the thing is once you don't play, like once that your career ends or whatever, like you, you know, your high school career ended, but then you, you still have that itch. Like you don't want to stop. Oh, yeah. You still want to keep playing. And I'm experiencing that right now. Like I've talked, I've had a couple of people who are playing next year at Ohio Wesleyan and like I've talked to them and stuff and they start talking about it. And I'm like, I don't get that anymore. Like it's just gone. And I'm like, it just makes you, it gives you that itch. Like I wish that because you have that competitive nature to want to compete and keep going with it, but it's gone. So it's hard, but like, at least you had like you had that opportunity to come back and get and that itch was definitely probably fueling you to like want to get back into it. But so right. you came in as a corner because they needed spots there, ended up switching to receiver. Was there a complete reason for the switch? So they, they you know, like I said, it was a shortage of, you know, we needed legs at corner, you know, straight up. That's what it was when I came in. And so did that and then try you know worked hard to be it I, I wasn't a corner that's that's not what I was gonna <laughs> oh be trust me I, like I we talked to before this podcast I played corner we, one year yeah and I was dude, not one just, uh, it wasn't it wasn't my position let's just say that and uh but you know like you said you still you're still working hard athletically you're still improving you know your skill set and whatever but kind of uh there wasn't a necessarily specific change it just kind of happened at practice coach Meyer and coach Mick at the time were just like hey you know, can you play receiver? Let's go check it out. And, and started, you know, working with the receivers, doing some routes on airs, making, you know, making a couple of plays here and there. And it's like, okay, this, maybe this guy can play and, and maybe he, he's got something at, at receiver that we weren't seeing. So it ended up working out really well for me because like I said, I played receiver all, all in high school. And, and that's what I felt really comfortable with. Had a great high school receiver coach. And so I felt like I knew some things about the position. Obviously I had to get a lot better to play at a place like Ohio state, but yeah, it was it was it was really just a blessing that that kind of came not from my own you know doing. It just kind of was like, hey, we we think you you got a shot at receiver, and so it just kind of went there and started having fun with that man, and and uh, then just one thing after the next started you know kind of growing from there. So, who was the first quarterback that you had when you were playing receiver? Hold on, you're you're breaking up. What'd you say? Who was the first quarterback that you had when you switched to receiver? So at that time, at that time at Ohio State, the receipt or the uh, QB room was was JT, uh, JT Barrett. We had uh, Joe Burrow and we had Dwayne oh wow Hathen. Burrow back back when he was still there. Yeah, dude. So this is yeah this is uh this is twenty seventeen you know, spring of, of 17 going into that 18 season was kind of when I started going over to receiver. And, and obviously you look at it now, it's like that, that 
that uh QB room was was loaded, man. Like I see yeah. a couple of pictures, you know, it's just like those those dudes are loaded. So um yeah, those those are who that's like who our QBs was. So it's taking you back in a little Ohio State time time portal with that one. So you experienced what three different quarterbacks rough? Yeah, I I, I uh I played with JT there. Um obviously Joe uh transferred and had a ton of success. I, I played with Dwayne for that 18 season and then 19. Uh, I didn't get to play in the regular season, but going through camp and when, when Justin uh, Fields transferred over from Georgia. So was able, you know, saw a lot of tons of talent. So I'm going to ask this as an, a fan, just because I want to hear it. You look at it like you have, you know, different quarterbacks every year. Does it make a difference in the offense and like the leadership style throughout that? Yeah. I mean, it definitely does. It, it, it's the goals are always the same, you know, as, as a, like the Ohio state Buckeyes, the offense goal is the same, but yeah, it does. It does change. And the fact that maybe you do some stuff with JT that you couldn't do with Dwayne. And then maybe you do some stuff with Dwayne that you couldn't do with Justin. And, and that, you know, those weren't decisions for me to decide, obviously being a player, the coaches handle all that, but um, it is in, in, in each team as you, whether you play at Ohio state or you're playing high school or little league, like the team dynamics are always, um important and you you really uh, the more I've seen in football that quarterback is just such a pivotal position that if you can have a guy that that has that trust that that has you know whatever it is that it factor not only as a player but as a great leader uh there's something that that can be done with that position where you just influence so many people and so they all had their own different ways going about it as far as the quarterback play and then Obviously, each year, kind of the reason I say is because each year, you know, some years the receivers are really strong. You got veteran group. The next year, maybe it's your offensive line or, or a combination of both or running backs. And that's just offense. Obviously, you have the team with defensive backs and linebackers, D-line, whatever it is. So, yeah, it's it, each year was a little bit different. Um, unfortunately, uh, I was never able to experience a national championship. And I think all the guys that I play with, we, we look back and it's like, damn, we wish we would have been able to do that. But we did have a ton of success and, and have a lot of great memories looking back on some really big, big wins in Ohio State history. I'm going to ask you that. You mentioned big wins, and that's one of the things I wanted to ask you. What is your favorite win at Ohio State? So, so there, there's, a, there's a few that, like, really come to mind. But, but for some reason, you know, some of those games, you know, the 20 – 17 the 2018 games with Penn State like they were just mm-hmm. we were on the road there and and you probably remember uh Dwayne throwing you know to Ben Victor that touchdown across you know catching it and then having a big run after the catch and um KJ you know having a one-handed catch on the screen and scoring a touchdown like there are just so many the crowd was going crazy uh night game in Penn State white out the whole shebang like it was it was juiced up in there you could barely you know you can barely hear anybody standing next to you let alone like trying to get the plays and whatnot but that game and specifically I think that was the, the 18 game season against uh against Penn State uh, over at their place like that game to me stands out as just being you know wild I can tell you as a fan, and I got buddies that are way more into it than I am. Like, I, I love Ohio State football, don't get me wrong, but like, some of my, but like, you know, Ohio you. State fans can be a little like obsessive almost, but <laughs> I mean, um, it, like, they that's a game like they'll bring up all the time. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I get yeah. it. Like, you didn't play in the game, like, you weren't there. Like, why are you acting like this is your world? But you ended up. <laughs> You ended up like you went from walk on to scholarship. Talk yep. about, you know, for the players who maybe are listening that are trying to work for a scholarship who are walk ons. 
talk about maybe like what it takes, like what advice would you give them, give them to get there? So, I mean, first of all, you gotta be, you gotta be willing to work harder than everybody else. So that, that's going to be the first thing. And you hear everybody, you know, every successful person that I've ever heard from or have listened from or spoken to, it's like, the older I get in each year that goes by, like I'm 24, but I'm continuing to learn in each year. It's like hard work is like the key is <laughs> like the key to life. And, and like I said, you, it's such one of those things that you've been hearing that, like we've been hearing that, especially if you played sports, like you hear that ever since you're little, like you, you got to work hard. Like, are you working hard? You're working hard. But then it really is like every successful person just says the reason they're successful is because they worked harder than everybody else. So when you're a walk on, if you are a walk on now, or if you're going to be, and you're listening to this, it's, it's, you're, you're not in the same boat. Like, yes, you're on the same team, but you're in a different path. And that's, that's how it should be. Like the, the schools have, have scholarships to give out. And these are great, you know, great, highly touted players out of high school. Like they're going to pour more energy uh, as far as studying and, and they're probably going to get more reps than you when you first get there and all this stuff, which is, which is part of the gig. And you can't let all that type of stuff, like you can't, have any pride in saying like oh I deserve this or that like if you're a walk-on like you really have to have the mindset of like that I am fortunate to be here and I'm going to help this team however however I can and that's kind of the the mindset I adopted and in, in really trying to be a great teammate and then once if it's if it's in your future and God has that in for you where you do have the talent you and it works out in the position where you're going to help that team on the field like that's just that's a, a blessing that comes with it but your first goal I would say as a walk on on a team is you have to add value in some way. And if it's not on the field, which is hard for a lot of walk ons, especially if you're going to a power five program, like you're, you're probably going to be less athletic. You're probably not going to be quite as good just yet as some of these other guys, but that doesn't mean you can't be effective in the locker room. You can't be a great teammate. You can't, you know, help, help other guys and do, you know, there's tons of ways to add value other than just playing on the field or at practice. So um but to sum it up, to, to, to answer your question was just you got to be willing to put in the hard work and you got to have a selfless attitude. Because if you if you're going to go in there and you're not going to work hard, I mean, how are you going to close that gap with these guys that are, you know, maybe there's a guy running a four, three, I'm running a four, four, six, four, seven. How am I going to close that gap or in the strength weight room or whatever it is? And so you got to be willing to work harder than guys. And in this final thing is you, you got to be selfless. You've got to be a great teammate or else it's then, you know, forget about the rest. Well, like you, you said, like, you got to work hard and like, you know, you may there, you always have those people. Oh, I deserve to be here. I, I deserve to be playing. I deserve to be, you know, up on higher on the depth chart. But like, you know, you always see those people, but you're like, you look at them and you're like, all right, what are you doing to get there? That's the thing is that I don't think a lot of people look at it. Like I'd look at that, you know, you see it even at the D3 level, you see it freshmen come in thinking they're hot shit. And then they come in and they get a kind of a rude awakening. But then you also have those ones who are like, Oh, this is bull crap. The coach doesn't like me, blah, blah, blah. Like you have, if you want it, if you deserve, think you deserve it, you have to go get it. It doesn't just come like you don't get everything handed to you. And that's a problem with like my, the younger generation, my generation, and a little bit younger, like we all just think everything just gets handed to us because I mean, we can go back and forth on the battle. You know, we got the participation trophies, everything, everybody gets a trophy for everything, but that's not the point. Every like we're almost coddled as our generation because of the fact that, you know, we just get it handed to us and you don't get like nothing gets handed to you. I've always one thing that I've learned through this podcast, actually, the one thing that you get handed to you easily is your failures, your successes. They don't come easy. You got to like earn those. Now, those failures are good, 
but you like you have to earn those and you also talked about like what are you going to do to close that gap the thing too that I learned you know I always looked up at the players when my freshman year that I looked up to I'd want to lift with them and like be around them because like those are the players that are going to push you. Like if you're lifting with people or working out or doing everything with the people that are below you, they're going to pull you down. There's actually a crazy thing with Snoop Dogg of all people that he talks about literally it's closing the gap. And he said like to close that gap, you're either going to go up and like, there's going to be people behind you and you're going to come back down. But he's like, that's not how you close the gap. How you close the gap is you bring those people with you. And like, that's one of the things that you, I think you did real well because you know, you went from that, walk on to scholarship to captain so you like you worked your way up your way all the way up to captain which is to me as a true inspiration you truly shows what it takes to get there to get what you want like it shows the grit it shows that you focus on your craft and take the time to become who you want so like what was that feeling like when you got the news that you were going to be the captain for what the 29th or 2019 yeah, you know? season. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was pretty, it was pretty special, man, to, to be honest. And, and it was one of those things where if you would have asked me like, Hey, are you going to be a captain? I, I would have said at the time, like before, you know, we had, we had a team meeting, I would have been like, I could see it, but dude, that, that, that team, like our team, we had so many good leaders, man. Mm-hmm. Like there are so many guys on that roster that easily could have been captain and just, it just, for whatever reason, it wasn't that, that time right there, but man, so good. So looking back, it, it's pretty special to be able to, to, um, you know, a, as I continue to get out, like, like that, I was able to represent the, the university and that team and, and such a historic, you know, program. And, and I, I didn't take that lightly, Dan, and I still don't take that lightly. Obviously it's in the past, but it's definitely something that's, that's stuck with me. And, and those qualities have made me, uh, you know, who continue to be who I want to be. So, getting the news was, was super special. And obviously it's even more special just because you hear the people around you that really care for you, your family, your friends, you know, former coaches, whatever it is. Like you hear how happy they are when something big happens for you and everybody has those, you know, that circle or those people that, that in their life. And so, you know, when you share a big moment, it's almost cooler when, when you see their reaction, like see how proud they are. You like, that was pretty special for me, man. Yeah. And like, we've already discussed it your journey has not been sunshine and rainbows. Like we've already mentioned it, but you, you discussed, you had injuries, you know, you had to battle through all those injuries. Talk us through about like handling those injuries because I've seen a lot of players, even myself, like my senior year, I broke my elbow of high school and this senior year I messed up my other elbow, like things happen and it almost makes you just want to quit and give up. So talk us through like, you know, what kept you, like what gave you the hope instead of just giving up and throwing in a towel yeah there's there's always going to be that doubt man like especially in sports and and not everybody is going to have the the opportunity or even wants to you know maybe to to play at the next level if you're a collegiate athlete d1 two three whatever it is um but or, or if you're a high school athlete and you're just you know that's it for you but injuries are just it's something that in sports you deal with more than others and in and the thing that kept me going really was, was the belief in myself, I think, um, in, in the way that others believed in me, like, Hey, you, you know, you can do, you know, whatever it is, like, can you, you can do this, you got this in you. And yeah, I experienced some injuries that kind of made it tough where I would have loved to do more on Saturdays at, at, during my time at Ohio state. But I also am a firm believer in, in, and I'm a Christian and, and believing in, in my relationship with Christ had a big impact on that, where it's just like, 
there's something like I'm, I'm getting developed into something like I'm being prepared now for something in the future. And if you always have, if you're able to adopt that mindset where there's always, you know, whatever's happening is supposed to happen in your life. And as long as you work as hard as you can at what you're doing, whether you're studying, whether you're working out, whether you're X, Y, Z, you name it, you put in the hundred percent of your effort, then the, everything else is going to work how it's, how it's supposed to. And, and I've been able to try to use that in this, in this most recent journey where, yes, I did sign with the Panthers, but I got a lot of work to do to go make this team. Like there's a lot of other guys in a similar position. Like I still got a lot of work to be done. And so I'm obviously going to give it everything I got. Do I want to make this team? Yes, of course. But if, if, if I'm able to study and know all my plays and know what I'm doing, I, I worked hard and I, and I treated people the right way and I did all the stuff and I, and I don't make the team. If I put if I truly did do all I could, then there, then there, that, that failure, which, which I, you know, I didn't reach my goal. Like it's not the end of the road. And so I know that, okay, this, this is for something else. Like I'm being prepared for something else. This is just another step. Like this was supposed to happen. That mindset of kind of whatever happens is supposed to happen as long as you do the work, because you could sit here and say that, but if you're not doing the work, like if I go in to show up and I haven't been working this whole month and I'm out of shape and this and that, and then I go, like, I didn't do all I could, you know? So you have to, it just goes back to the hard work. If I'm working hard and I do everything I can and an injury happens, a, a setback happens, that that's how it's supposed to be. This world is a, it's not fair. Like we talked about, it's a crazy world, but all you can control is yourself, man. And I really believe that. And so that's kind of what kept me going through my injuries at Ohio state. You said a lot in there that is very valuable. And like a few things that I want to point out is the first thing that you said at the very beginning, you said, you know, I still have a lot of work to do. That's what I love. People like think, Oh, you know, I got signed or like whatever, or I, I made the team that you're not done there. Like the journey's just began at that point. Like that's the next chapter. Like now you got to get back to work. And then the other thing, like you said, you know, you, as long as you put in a hundred percent effort, even if you fail, you know, that you put in that effort, you put in that work and you tried and guess what? You're going to learn a lot because that's one of the things Fankhauser talked about on his episode. Cause He's, you know, baseball didn't work out at Kent State. Baseball didn't work out at Ohio State. First time he tried out for the football team, didn't work. And he's like, you know, you learn something through every one of your failures. That's the biggest thing. Every time you fail, you're learning way more than when you succeed. That's what I think a lot of people take for granted. They think when they fail, it's time to give up. No, that's the time, like, you just learned a lot. Take those lessons that you just learned from that failure and try to keep going. And that's something that you did very well. And I, I applaud you for that. And it, it, it truly, like, I'm, I said it again, but you truly are an inspiration to, like, athletes. Like, anybody who may not be, you know, this five-star, four-star, three-star athlete, what you got to realize is just because you're not getting recruited by the schools that you may want to get recruited by, or even if it's, you know, you're not getting the jobs that you want to get, it doesn't mean it's over. It doesn't mean that you can't get to where you want to get eventually. You just got to keep, you got to keep putting in the work. You may have to start out on the bottom like you did. Like you may have to go play corner, not a position that you're used to, to get to being that starting receiver or whatever you want. And you could put that in a whole different like life situations. And that's exactly. where I think people don't look at it. And that's why I love sports too, because sports teach us so much about life. Oh, yeah. And that's why like my kids will definitely play sports. And I'm glad my parents like put me through you know, they didn't force sports upon me, but like when I was young, you know, mm-hmm. all right, you're playing soccer, you're going to try football, you're going to try basketball, you're going to try, like, try these sports, because eventually you're going to, you might find one that you love. 
I mean, my, my sport growing up was basketball, but I went and played college football. It was a whole different, right. but like it, right. those sports can teach you more than life really can. No it, it's uh, it's, I, I agree a hundred percent with that. And, and, I, and, you know, sports are going to end at some point for, for all of us, whether you're Tom Brady or you're me or you're you like at some point it's going to, it's going to end. Right. So, but the, the thing that's so cool for, I think the athletes are able to experience, but even if you're not like you, th- these, these principles and these, these things, like the exact, the way we're talking about how, like you said, you put in the perfect words, like for me, it was starting at the bottom playing corner, but guess what? Like you want to go be a millionaire and work and like, you want to be the CEO of this, of this big time company. You think you're just going to get that right out of, you know, right out of school. Like, no, it's going to take Apple started in the garage. Work. Like all these companies, they <laughs> started very so small. Much hard work. And I, and I, one of our coaches, uh, Coach Barnes at, at Ohio State, would always say, you know, and I really have, have enjoyed um, kind of like having that in my head is like you will he used to say you'll never loaf into excellence. And I thought that was awesome because when you think of at least at Ohio State, what, what loafing was was maybe you didn't finish the drill or maybe, you, you know, you, you came up a few a few steps short and you didn't finish all the way or you or you cut a rep out, you, you know, you were loafing, you were just chilling on it. You, you didn't really intend to finish. But think about all the greatest things you've in your life that you have done and that you will do. They take everything you have, right? Like you just think like everybody has those things, whether it's an amazing test grade. Like I, I bet that, that that hardest test that you did, you got the grade you wanted, like it probably took the most studying you've ever done. Or, or on the football field, that, that, that play you made, like I, I bet it's because you were going the hardest you've ever gone and you were so focused. Like, but if you don't give that, and we've continued to talk about this hard work and that 100% effort, like you're not going to loaf into anything excellent in, in, in your life. And this, this, you said it earlier, like this life isn't going to give you anything and nothing's going to come easy. So, you know, there's something that, that, that can st- you can stand out and you can, can, you can forge a way for yourself by just, you know, giving your best effort and, and working harder than, than what you thought was possible or what other people thought was possible. And you just look, your life will start to go like this, you know, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I mean, you talked about it because that hard work that you took, because, you know, you, you appealed for another season with the medical and whatever, they denied it, which... Ohio State fans will all say is bullshit, but we'll we'll move past that point. <laughs> um, actually, I think a lot of other fans will also say it's bullshit, but we'll move past that. And then, like you know, you I didn't quit; you. you kept going. You did the you, pro day. You had a few good days, and then all of a sudden, you get that call. What was that feeling like when you finally got that call? Yeah, so it was it was it was exciting, man. I, I was I was fortunate enough to get invited as a tryout player uh, with the Falcons actually for their rookie mini camp, went, went down there, had a great experience for, for the weekend there, met some great dudes and, and a lot of great coaches for a few days. And the, the weekend ended with, with me not getting signed and that's just how it goes, you know, and thanked him for the opportunity and came back and, and still working out, still being in shape. And, and a week and a half later, I get a call like, Hey, we want you to come down to Carolina for a workout. Okay, sweet. Like I'm, I'm another opportunity. Let's get, let's see what happens. And, you know, like I said, it was able to be successful in there, um, run some routes on there, make some plays, this and that. And they were like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to we're going to make a roster move with you. And at that point, it's kind of like, wow, like this is this is surreal. Like it, it's, you know, signing. I'm about to really sign an NFL contract. And and so it was really special in that sense, like just that all this the culmination. I still haven't even just because everything's going so fast. Like I haven't really been able to reflect on it 
um, just because it's, it's right now it's just looking at what's next. But calling my parents and family and friends and they're like everyone like that, that, that I care about and that, that I love was so excited for me. And it's been such a journey. Uh, it was truly just a special kind of moment there. And then um, like you, you had said, it's like the work's not done. Like that's, that's just the beginning. You know, I still got a lot of work to do if I want to play this season and, and continue to have, you know, have a career that I, I want to have. So um, kind of shifted that, that mindset into like, okay, let's get, let's get to work and let's, let's get it going again. So, but no, overall, man, it was such a special feeling to be able to sign that contract. The crazy thing is, is I didn't even know about the Falcons things, to be honest. And it just goes to show, like, it's another setback, another failure in a way. But it, yeah. like, it just goes to show that just because you fail doesn't mean there's not more opportunities. That's what I, I like. Gotcha. I really am stressing in this episode is like anybody listening, just because things don't go your way at the point you may want them to doesn't mean it is over. And you are a great example of that. And I, I truly appreciate that because like, this is, I don't think like this episode is packed with so much good stuff and, but <laughs> it's a good conversation, man. No it, doubt. Dude. It really is. It's crazy. Yeah, when it's, you, when you get two football guys together, you can go a whole, <laughs> Oh man, look out, look out. You start throwing motivational words left and right. That's what you get in the football world. No, but it's, it's true though. Cause you know, you, you never know what the, uh, you know, what the next step is. You never know what's, you know, what's around the corner. And like you said, failure, you know, setback, whatever that is, like people will get bogged down by it. And, I, and I'm sure you've seen everybody listen, probably has people they know that, that, you know, something happens and they, it kicks them off their game, which is normal, but how long until that turns around and you get motivated? Like, yes, you can, you can, you can have some doubt. Like you were like, hey, man, like I really wanted this to happen. or I worked really hard and it didn't happen. But at some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, you got to flip that and be back on your grind. Like you got to get back to it and, and, and have that end goal in whatever that is in your mind. And, and I think that's where some, you know, people start to fall off, whether it's or or you can have success on the first turnaround. Like, hey, you know, came up short. All right, let's do it. But what are you going to do? Like this is a long life, like God willing for all of us that. What are you going to do in that third, fourth, fifth, sixth setback that comes and like, okay, now I got to keep going. Like, I got to keep going. Are you going to tap out and be like, this is too hard? Or are you going to be like, hey, this is just who I am. This is just what I do. I just, I just go hard and I look up and see what happens. And that's who I'm trying to, you know, that's who I want to be. And you said earlier in the, in the, in, in the episode, like, that's the people I want to surround myself with. Like mm. people that lift me up, that bring me along with them. I don't want to be doing this. Like you said, I want to be raising up and have people around me that are pushing me and I want to be somebody for my friends and family in that extent. So man, it's just, you could talk about it forever. No, oh, you really could. Like the one thing that basically I'm getting, I want to stress is it's something that I've heard on other podcasts, other people, failure equals opportunity. That's the biggest thing here. Like that's really what the, what we're talking about in all of this failure equals opportunity. But I got to ask you a few questions as an Ohio State fan and my buddies might be pissed if I didn't ask a few of these questions. So we got a few, few questions. Favorite football memory at Ohio State? Mm, favorite football memory. Dude, if it's so, not the Penn State win. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's so it's actually it's it's a culmination of of everything that happened. But it was it was a game in general it was our 2019 Big Ten championship win against Wisconsin there at uh, Indianapolis against or in the Lucas Oil Stadium and and the culmination of that game was just so crazy because we had it I mean dude our team that year was loaded as 
we talked about earlier, we, we wanted our goal was to win the national championship. Obviously, it fell short of that, but like we were undefeated, we're, we're rolling and, and we come out that first half and Wisconsin's, a, you know, they're a good team, man. Like they're sticking it to us and we're just kind of flat. I think we thought it was going to be easy. I think we thought it was going to be similar to what we played them earlier in that season at home and we kind of had our way with them and, and it just wasn't like they're still a really good team like this is a this is a championship game like you got to be on your your p's and q's to win a championship ball game and uh you know so going to halftime and, and i was kind of able to it, it kind of been reported about a lot but i had, had a you know a strong moment me and a couple of the leaders talking to the team at halftime and and trying to you know rally the troops like let's do this blah 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 blah, blah whatever we go out the second half and we just we were we were like we're the best team in the country that second half and I and I truly believe it like I've been able to watch a couple and something pops up on Instagram and I'm watching highlights from that game like dudes are making plays the energy was crazy and so the way we we responded to adversity adversity in that game and everybody coming together special teams offense defense the second half of that Wisconsin game in 2019 was just something like so crazy to be a part of and so that's that's a memory to me where everybody just bought in. And, and we really had to overcome a, a, a tough first half and a tough opponent. And we, we were able to make it happen and, you know, get to the final four. What I want to point out about, you know, you've talked about two memories now from Ohio State. What I want to point out to some of these people listening, notice how none of these are about you. These are about the team. And that's what it's about. Like, if you want to be a very good team, you want to be a championship caliber team, it, like, you can't have players about me, I, you, like, or me and I. It's got to be about everybody. And that's, I give yeah, you props for that. And that goes to show why you were voted a captain, why you were seen as a leader, because it wasn't about you. It was about everybody else. And it was about all of us together. That, that is very important that I think a lot of people need to take in. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that's so it's a it's it's a fact, man. You're hitting the facts on the head today. So another one I got to ask is, did you have any players or coaches and or coaches that you really looked up to, you know, early in your career or throughout your career? Oh, yeah. They, I mean, there dude, there are so many. There's so many good, good dudes that when I was, you know, young on the team and, and were like a big brother to me um dude I can name so many just like off the top of my head like you know we had like Terry McLaurin Paris Campbell Johnny Dixon in our, in our receiver room and we had you know the D line was so, such a powerful group at that time as, as far as leadership and obviously great players Tyquan Lewis Tracy Sprinkle Jalen Holmes like dude there's people I'm forgetting too that just people that helped me at that time where I I I appreciated it at the time and I didn't really know they were just being good dudes. Like I, I, I added when I first joined, obviously no value on Saturdays, like whether I was doing what I need to do or not, like it wasn't going to affect the team on Saturday, but they were guys that just talked to me and, and, and kept me in the loop and just and messing around this and that in the locker room, getting close. Like that helped me so much. And then I, I was able to just kind of follow their path. And hopefully I was able to do that for guys coming in, um, by the time I was getting ready to leave and, you know, just having conversation with younger players and, and uh, messing around with guys and just kind of just making sure everybody feels like you're part of the team. Now, that's something that I was, was able to really get shown by them and then hopefully implement it into my, into my own career for younger guys. But those are just some names off the top as players there are many more um, that I didn't name that just, that helped me out. Uh, uh, coaches, um, a big, a big coach uh, for me who, who's, 
uh, we're, we're kind of just, it's, it's dude, he's, he's been just a really good influence on me as coach Hartline. And it's interesting because at the time when he first joined, he wasn't a, like, he wasn't coach Hartline wide receivers coach. He was just coming back. He had just finished his career and he saw something in me and started pouring into me and helping me out. We started getting close. Like he was a coach. And obviously now he's, he's showing that he's one of the best in the country, mm-hmm. you know, recruiting on fire, coaching guys, get developing guys like crazy. Um, Keenan Bailey is, is a guy that's going to be one of the most successful coaches in, in college football one day. And he's, he's, uh, he started as a GA and he was a guy that, that helped me and, and whatever I needed, he was willing to, to do it. You know, coach Mick at, at coach Mick is the weight, you know, he's the weight. I've always, weight. Heard, I've never really known much about the guy, but everybody I've talked to that's yeah. played at Ohio state talks strength about coach Mick. Coach. I, I couldn't think of where I'm thinking weight training, but no, he's a strength and conditioning coach. He's the head, but dude, his whole staff, like those guys kill it, man. Like it really is such a special place at Ohio state. And, and those are just some of the names that come when I think of like who, who helped me, like who led me along my journey. And like, dude, there's endless names. That's what's so special about Ohio state. So I ask all of my guests, these three questions, and I'm going to ask you as well. First one is who is your biggest inspiration? Mm. biggest inspiration well I, I definitely my my dad is like my like I, inspiration I kind of like my dad's my hero for sure um and and just for for so many reasons but just was I just feel like he's been he's been huge in my life and just supporting me and, and not to, like my mom's the same way right there with him like those two have just been nothing but supportive for me and um, it was pretty special just because my dad coached high school baseball. So I was able to play for him. And and now that I, you know, went to Ohio State, like they, whether the success was there on the field on Saturdays or not, they were just rooting for me and want, and, and just happy that, that I'm doing something I love. And so I, I can, I really appreciate that, that no matter if I, if I fail or if I succeed or make the game winning play or if I make the game losing play, like I know that my parents are going to be there for me. And so that's, that's kind of a huge, you know, those are two of the biggest inspirations in my life. Another one, what are the goals of C.J. Saunders going forward? Yeah, I mean, the immediate goals is, is to make and make this football team. That, that's, that's the immediate goal for me right now that I'm focusing on is to, is to play for the Carolina Panthers this, uh, this season and, uh, and, and carve out a, a role for myself in the, in the NFL. So that, that's the immediate goal for me. Um, and then from there, it's just, you know, long, you know, you got, I haven't even really thought about long-term goals. Cause right now it's just, let's, you got to attack. If you don't get this one, like then obviously the rest is, is history. So that's the immediate goal right now is to make an impact at this camp and, and, and make this football team and, um, and just, and just leave everything out on the field. One of my favorite ones that I ask is if you could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Hmm. So man, it's, it's. That's a good one, dude. That's a good one. I, I would say, I, I would tell my, I, I was able to learn it in college, and I and I came out of I came out of high school. I was a good athlete. This and that. I wasn't, you know, all American or anything. But I, I, I in high school I was, I thought a lot more than what it was. Like I thought stuff was about me, and like kind of how we talked about earlier. And that's kind of like how I think I was in high school. Whether it was it was arrogance or, or being you know cocky or thinking you had this or that. And yes, I was good, but. Uh, sports but at the same time like um how are you treating everybody like there's just a lot that goes into that and I think I would go back 
to tell my high school stuff like you know like hey dude it's like it's not all about you man <laughs> like big dog like you got a lot to learn like and like I said I think I really wanted to change that and about me in college and moving forward like I wanted to be like much more selfless I wanted to be serving and I want you know I had a bunch of things like hey this is who I want to be and I want to grow into this type of man and so I would have gone back to my younger years and just been like dude like just just focus on having fun and being a great teammate and like and it's not always about you like just like help help everybody you can and that's that's kind of something that I would go tell my younger self or also anybody younger that you know if you think it's about you you're wrong like that like we're called to help others in this world and in this life mm -hmm. so that's something that I'm continuing to try to learn every day and implement into my life. Yeah, I think uh, that's a lot, especially like, you know, the people on the football team that are most likely going to go play college football. If it's D3, D1, whatever, like you can tell usually, especially like once you get into the season and like, I know I was the exact same way. Like, I wish I could go be like, back, like, dude, you're not as good as you think you are. And that's where I think a lot of people get lazy. I think that's where a lot of people get lazy is they think they're hot shit. And then all of a sudden it's like, cause I'll never forget. Like I used to think I could go play D1 football my first day of D3 football, I was like, yeah, I could never play. Like, I, I'm nowhere near <laughs> D1 caliber. Like, I realized it real quick. And it's like, that's where I don't think people realize what it takes to be, like, that elite. And, like, everybody, you know, you got mom, dad, friends, family, everybody hyping you up. So, you, okay. you get you get that oh, yeah. in your head. <laughs> but that's something I 100% I agree with that. But now it is time for my favorite part of the episode, which is Motivation Monday. This is the point in the episode where I like to give my guests the opportunity to give a little inspirational bump to the Roughneck, list, roughneck listeners as they listen on their Monday morning to set the tone for their week. So what do you got for Motivation Monday? Man, you set it up well there. So it's for so it's it's just off the top for motivational Monday, man. I would, I would say, man, just just wherever you're at, you, you take this take this next little bit, um, and that that to yourself and just think, you know, think of where you've been, reflect for just for just as long as you you wish, where you've been, where you're at, where you're going, and just, um that's something that's been helping me. And like in that moment, just think like you just, there's so much to be thankful for. And if we're living a thankful life, like you just like, what does that look like? And everybody's a little different, but like when, when it's me, like when I'm living thankful, like I'm, I'm reaching out to friends, like I'm working hard in all I'm doing. Like I'm, I'm, when I'm talking to somebody or talking to my parents, like I'm intentional in that time. And we go through, you know, ups and downs and, and there's, there's, we get off the track or whatnot, but like, take this time to reset and be like, man, I, there's so much I could be thankful for. Okay. So now you, you, you list all these things, a ton of things come to mind and now I, okay, I am thankful. Now, what does that look like? Like that should be me pouring myself out into the people around me, into my community, into my job, my girlfriend, my, whatever that is for you. So man, just, there's so much to be thankful for. You just have to look around. You just have to focus on it and find it. And then when you do, Make sure you're living that life where, where it's showing how thankful you are. Put everything you got into what you're doing. Care for those around you. Make this world a better place and just watch your life take off. If you can adopt that attitude every day, you, you'll look out where you'll be in, in one week, one year, 10 years. Like the, the sky's the limit for you. You're speaking of thankfulness and it sounds something familiar to me. It almost sounds like quiet time. Do you guys have still have quiet time at Ohio State? 
Yeah, we do some stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, uh, our coach was good friends with Jim Dressel, which is we, so we know all about all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, uh, this sounded Jeez, very man. familiar. <laughs> critical, man. It that really is. Your life and look, look, watch where you go, man. But with that, that's a wrap on this episode of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you so much, CJ, for coming on. To all of my listeners, be sure to follow CJ through his journey. As you know, like we've just talked about, he's working to get that NFL spot. I know a lot of you are going to follow anyway, considering I have a lot of Ohio State fans. But I'll all be keeping in touch with you throughout your journey. You really are an inspiration. Like this story has been shown like what it takes to be you know you might have to start at the bottom and that's okay so to anyone who is in high school finishing up their college career and you think you have it tough just know like you didn't have it that tough because you went through a lot of shit and whatever excuse you want to make for why you know the coach is out for you whatever you still got you're you're still fighting for that spot like that's what it shows like just because you think it's over it's not and you truly do embody our slogan on this podcast, which is grab the bull by the horns. So grab the bull by the horns is, you know, we look at it, there's the bull and it's life and the bull rider is us. And it's going to knock you down. It's going to throw you around, but you can't just lay there and let it walk all over you. So you got to get up and grab the bull by the horns and take control of your life. And the only person that you can do that, like you've mentioned in this podcast, the only person that can do that is you. That's it. That's it, man. I'm, I'm super thankful. I'm glad we got to do this. Thank you, Owen, for, for hooking us up, man. I'll be, I'll be following the Roughnecks podcast, man. And, and to everybody listening, you got a good guy leading this podcast. So I, I recommend you keep listening, man. I appreciate that. But until next week, Roughnecks out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review, and then also subscribe to the Roughnecks YouTube channel. If you want to be a guest or have a guest that you would like to hear from, then shoot me an email at roughneckspodcast at gmail.com or message me on social media on Instagram at roughneckspodcast or Twitter at roughneckspodc1 or Facebook at roughneckspodcast. Life is hard and will knock you down like a bull. Don't lay there and let it run you over. Get up, grab the bull by the horns, and take control of your life. Till next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.